You're listening to A Prophet, a collaboration between Sakhlain and Al-Hujja Islamic Seminary. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider becoming our patron by donating at sakhlain.org support. Let's go back to the warriors. I know you're waiting for the most sensitive part of this battle. The biggest of those warriors who jumped over the trench was Amr ibn Abdul. He was known as Faris Quraysh, the horseman of Quraysh. Historians state that he was equivalent to 1,000 horsemen. That's how powerful he was. And he was known as Faris Yaliyal. Yaliyal was a valley by Badr. In an incident, a, a, a full tribe attacked Amr. He single-handedly repelled them. So after that incident, he was known as Faris Yaliyal. This guy is a horseman. Even if you have a massive tribe of 500 people, no one can bring him down. This is Amr. Let's know who this enemy is. And it is claimed that he never lost in combat ever in his life. So these warriors jump, they come here. In front of them is Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi behind him the Muslims. Amr keeps calling Muslims to combat. He belittled them. Yalla, come to the combat. Come, where are your men? So the Prophet sallallahu alayhi then addresses the Muslim army and he tells them who can stand up to this evil man, to this enemy of God. No one stood up except who? Ali ibn Abi Talib He says, Ya Rasulullah, I'll go. He says, no, sit Ya Ali. Amr's is waiting, he's growing impatient. Come on, any warriors who can confront me? Then Amr makes the following statement. He says, you Muslims claim that your dead will go to heaven and our dead will go to hell. Come on. Come to heaven and send us to hell. You cowards, what are you waiting for? Who's saying this? Amr. Look at his evil mentality. None of those companions stood. Not one of them. They were shaking with fear. So Imam Ali, the second time he stands up, he says, Ya Rasulullah, let me go. The Prophet says, sit, Ya Ali. It reminds me of Dawat al-Ashira. Dawat al yeah, the Prophet kept... Asking them, who's, who will represent me? No one except Imam Ali accepted. Some narrations indicate the Prophet told his companions, any one of you who stands up and fights Amr, I will guarantee that he will go to heaven. Not a single person stood up. This is Rasulullah promising you heaven. Like what more do you want? Now we're not belittling any companions. Please don't take that impression. But you'll see the virtue of Ali ibn Abi Talib here. So three times Imam Ali stands up and he says, Ya Rasulullah, please let me go. The Prophet refuses. Finally, Amr, he grows impatient. He comes back and forth with his horse, acting like an arrogant warrior. And he says these lines of poetry in Arabic that shook the entire battle scene. He stated with a loud voice, 
وَلَقَدْ بُحِحْتُ مِنَ النِّدَاءِ بِجَمْعِهِمْ هَلْ مِنْ مُبَارِزِ I've been calling on you so much, I lost my voice. I have a sore throat now. You don't have a single combatant, you Muslims. وَوَقَفْتُ مُذْجَبُنَا الْمُشَجَّعُ مَوْقِفَ الْقَرْنِ الْمُنَاجِزِ And I have stand in a position where the biggest of the courageous warriors will be a coward. But I am Amr. No one matches my courage. إِنِّي كَذَلِكَ لَمْ أَزَلْ مُتَسَرَّعًا قَبْلَ الْهَزَاهِزِ And this is my history. When it comes to these difficult moments, I rush to them. إِنَّ الشَّجَاعَةَ فِي الْفَتَى وَالْجُودَ مِنْ خَيْرِ الْغَرَائِزِ The best attributes is to be courageous. Ya Allah Muslims, where are, where's your courage? Ali ibn Abi Talib had enough when he heard these words. He stood up to Rasulullah. He says, Ya Rasulullah, please let me go. You see, none of them are standing up. At the, with the Prophet, when he saw that, he's like, okay, Ya Ali. Udnu minni Ya Ali. Come Ya Ali. Then the Prophet gave his sword, Dhul Faqar, to Ali ibn Abi Talib. Remember from our previous classes, Dhul Faqar belonged to the Prophet. Jibra'il brought it to the Prophet. The Prophet gave it to Imam Ali. So the Prophet told him, Ali, come, here is my sword. Then the Prophet took off his turban, which is called the Sahab, it was the black one. Because the Prophet's turbans had different names. The, pla- the black one was called Sahab. So the Prophet, he'd normally wear it in the battles. The Prophet took off his turban and he put the turban on the head of Amir al-Mu'mineen alayhi salam. And he told him, go ya Ali. And then he says, Allahumma anhu alayhi. Oh Allah, give Ali the victory. Allahumma hafadhu min bayni yadayhi. Oh Allah, protect Ali from, you know, from his right, from his left, from his behind, in front of him, from top of, from above his head, from beneath his feet. Ya Allah, protect Ali ibn Abi Talib. Then another hadith states, the Prophet raised his hand in dua. He said, Ya Allah, I lost Ubaidah ibn al-Harith at the battle of Badr. I lost my uncle Hamza at the battle of Uhud. And this is now my brother Ali ibn Abi Talib. Rabbi la tadharni fardan wa anta khayrul warithin. He recited the verse that states, Ya Allah, don't keep me alone. Meaning, don't let me lose Ali ibn Abi Talib. Imam Ali salam in one hadith states, I left and I could hear the women of Medina crying for me when they saw me go to Amr. This is Amr. This is the warrior of Arabia. And Imam Ali salam was young. I mean, he was 25, 26, 27 during that day. This guy was well in his 60s, 70s with a big build and strong, very strong. Some have said he was 90, but that's an exaggeration. But he was known to be a fierce, you know, warrior. So the Imam says, the women started to cry out of their sympathy for me because they're like, oh, Ali's going to Amr, that's it. Does he have a chance? A question before we move forward. Why did the Prophet ask the companions three times to get up before he gave Imam Ali the permission? What was the wisdom behind that? Exactly. No one has the excuse and say, well, Ali ibn Abi Talib, he's this warrior. Had you given us the same opportunity, we would have gone. No, you would not have gone. Number two, so everyone remembers the virtue and the sacrifice of Ali. So they don't marginalize him and sideline him. Or if they do, they're not justified. And the Prophet wants to make it clear that Ali is willing to do anything for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Despite 
the very huge risk here. You know, before Imam Ali went, according to one hadith, the Prophet told him, Ali, are you sure you want to go? This is Amr. Hada Amr. And the Imam Ali says, Wa ana Ali. Allahu Akbar. <laughs> Look at the confidence of Amir. Yes, I know he's Amr, but I am also Ali. I'm your student, Ya Rasulullah. When Imam Ali left, the Prophet made his historical statement, Barazal Islamu, Barazal Imanu Kullu, Ila Shirki Kullu. All of Iman embodied in Ali has faced all of shirk embodied in Amr. The Prophet says all of Iman that day was in Ali ibn Abi Talib. I don't fathom how you could make him number four. Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib السلام, left standing on his feet, but Amr is on his horse. So Amr, look at this young man. Remember the Imam has an armor, he doesn't see who he is now. So he starts laughing at him. After I lost my voice calling you Muslims to come, this little fella comes here to fight me and he's, he doesn't even have a horse. He started making fun. But Imam Ali, when he gets closer to him, he responds to his lines of poetry by composing his own lines of poetry. You know how he says, Listen to the words of Imam Ali. He tells him, at this point he doesn't know who this person is. With a loud voice he tells him, لا تعجلن فقد أتاك مجيب صوتك غير عاجز. Don't be in a rush. For he has come, the one who has responded to your invitation, but he has come strong. He has a good intention, he has basira insight. He has deen, not like you Amr. وَالصِّدْقُ مَنْ and truth will be the salvation for everyone who wants victory. I am on the path of truth, you are on the path of shirk. Amr, you've called us to combat. A young man has come to you who's willing to go for that combat. And he's come to put his striking sword above your head. And I hope soon the woman will grieve over your body. The Arabs had a custom when the warrior would die, they'd sit there for days just grieving. He says, soon I'll do that to your body. From a strike that is so powerful, it will re reverberate in history. You know when Imam Ali said these lines of poetry, he demoralized Amr. He won the battle when he said these words, that's it. Amr was not expecting this. Other Muslims were, as the Quran says, suffocating. This guy comes with these lines of poetry. This was not something Amr ever expected. Amr was so baffled, he says, Man ant. Who are you? Where did you come from? He told him, Ana Ali. He tells him, Ali ibn Abd Munaf? Which Ali? He says, no, Ali ibn Abi Talib. As soon as he tells him, I am Ali, the son of Abu Talib, he softens Amr. He tells him, oh, ibn Akhi, oh, my nephew, isn't there someone older than you who's, who can fight me? I really don't want to spill your blood. And then he tells him, you're that 
little baby in the hands of, uh, in the lap of Abu Talib? You're the son of Abu Talib? He told him, yes, that was me. He says, your father was my friend. Historically, I had a friendship with your father and I really hate to kill you. Imam Ali told him, and I really don't hate to kill you. <laughs> he told him, وَأَنَا أَكْرَهُ أَكْرَهُ أَنْ أَقْتُلَكَ Imam Ali says, لَكِنِّي وَاللَّهِ لَا أَكْرَهُ أَنْ أُهْرِيقَ دَمَكَ <laughs> Look at the power of Ali ibn Abi Talib. By the way, one analysis here. When Amr realized this is Ali ibn Abi Talib, why did he soften? He tells him, you know what, let's not fight. He's embarrassed to admit his fear. See, Amr had heard that at Bad, Imam Ali was the warrior. At Uhud, he was the warrior. He had heard about that. So when he was told this young Ali has come to you, he wanted to hide his fear by telling, ah, your dad was my friend. Let's not do this. It was a way to save his face. But then, Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib alayhi salam gave him three choices. Because see, the Imam is not bloodthirsty. The Imam does not want to kill. The Imam wants the truth. So one narration states, Imam Ali says, Amr, I've heard that you have a, a characteristic, a tradition, that if someone invites you to three, you accept at least one of them. If you're asked to do one of these, one of three, I've heard the Arabs say that. He said, yes, that is true. If you ask me to do one of three, three, I will honor at least one request. The Imam says, okay. My first request, say, la ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. Let's get this over with. He said, no, my nephew. I don't want this option. C come, what's your next option? He tells him the next option, go back to your land where you came from, don't fight. If Muhammad is truthful, then it's an honor for you that you didn't fight him. And if he's a liar, let the Arabs kill him. Why you, you know, have blood on your hands and put yourself in this situation? There's no need. He said, you want the woman of Quraysh to say that I chickened out last minute? No, sorry. I can't. Tell me, what's the third one? The Imam says, okay, now that you've refused those first two, the third one, let's fight. Come, one-on-one -on -one combat. I'm told Ali, you're the first person in my life who's challenged me to combat. Nobody dares challenge me to a one-on-one -on -one combat. The Imam says, come, bring it on. <laughs> Look at the courage of Ali ibn Abi Talib. So when he tells him that I don't hate to kill you and I, and I want to kill you if you reject those two, he becomes angry. Amr, he makes a scene. He jumps from his horse. Remember, Imam Ali didn't have a horse. He was standing. So Imam Ali told him, is that fair that you're on your horse and I don't have a horse? So he came down from his horse. Then with one strike, he cut the legs of his own horse. The Arabs would do that to basically indicate that I am here to fight to death. My own trained horse that I just used to jump, I just killed it like that. Because when you cut the legs of a horse and let it bleed like that, it's going to die. When the Muslims saw that scene, they literally were dying from fear. A real warrior does something like that on the battlefield. So he cuts the legs of his horse. Then basically he comes towards Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib alayhi salam. 
Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib السلام, had a, she, a shield that's basically made from leather. Imam Ali didn't really have a strong shield. Amr had a strong shield, but not Imam Ali السلام. He had a shield made from leather. So Amr comes like a fierce mountain, like you can just imagine his size being like five times bigger than Imam Ali السلام, his body building, muscular you know, body. He comes and he strikes at Imam Ali, Imam Ali protects himself with that leather shield, but remember it's a leather shield. So he cut the leather shield and the strike of Amr reaches the head of Imam Ali, he wounds the head of Imam Ali. Blood flows now from the head of Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib. Now he thought he was too fast for Imam Ali. Within seconds, Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib السلام, struck him so fatally on his shoulder such that he amputated his entire arm, he collapsed to the ground. Another hadith states Imam Ali, just like he cut the feet of the legs of his horse, the Imam Ali with a quick blow, even though he had been just struck on his head, with a quick blow, he cut his feet, causing him to collapse um, you know, on his face, face back, on his back. So just imagine that scene, with one strike, you cut his legs. So Amr fell. The Muslims didn't know what was happening. All they would see is dust. The Munafiqeen, when they saw the dust, they're like, Ali's dead. That's it, the Prophet has lied to us, nothing, there's no victory today. So now there is that dust. The Prophet makes a dua for Ali ibn Abi Talib. Allahumma, you know he taught Imam Ali to say, Allahumma bika asul, wa bika ajul, wa bika adra'u fi nahr. Oh Allah, through your power I am finding. Oh Allah, take his evil and bring it back to his neck. So now, Amr is on the ground. Question, how did Amr fall on the ground? What did Imam Ali do? One narration states that when Imam Ali returned back to the Prophet, the Prophet told him, Ya Ali, what did you do to win victory? Like, I know Allah gave you divine guidance, but like a tactic that he used, what did you do? He told him, Ya Rasulullah, I distracted him. <laughs> he told him how? I told Amr, look behind you. He thought that there was something behind him. So he, he looked with us for a second. If you lose yourself in the presence of Imam Ali for a second, you're gone. Within that second, the Imam cut his legs. Now some people could say this is deception because he, no, this is not deception. The guy is here to kill the believers and kill the prophet. Of course you should distract him if you have a way to distract him. So some narrations indicate Imam Ali in a very beautiful way distracted him. In that, you know, one second distraction, the Imam gave him that blow. SubhanAllah, it's, it's truly <laughs> fascinating. So now, the dust settles, the Muslims don't know what's happening. Some thought Imam Ali's dead. Now that the dust has settled, they see Ali ibn Abi Talib salam sitting on the chest of Amr ibn Wat. At that point, they knew that Allah had given them victory. One narration states in the book of Bihar that when the Imam was sitting on the chest of Amr, 
he was about to slaughter him, he got up. The Muslims were baffled. Some of them wanted to intervene. Like, what's going on? What's happening with Ali ibn Abi Talib? Then the Imam came back and he finished him off. The Prophet asked him later, Ya Ali, the companions are wondering, why didn't you kill him instantly? He said to him, Ya Rasulullah, when I was sitting on his chest, he cursed my mother and he spat in my face. I got angry. I wanted to make sure that I have no personal reason to kill him and I am killing him purely for God. Now this is a learning moment. We all know that Imam Ali, even if he didn't you know, get up and, and, and you know, take a, a round, he still would have killed him for the sake of Allah, but he's teaching the companions, when you do something, do it for God. Make sure you have the right intention. So Imam Ali السلام, comes back to the tent of the Prophet with, with the signs of victory and he had severed the head of Amr ibn Wud and he said, Ana This is Ali, I come from the line of Abdul Muttalib. It's better for me to die than to run away like some other companions. So the Prophet sees that Imam Ali has come with victory. One narration states when Imam Ali was coming back from the battlefield to the tents of the Muslims, he was walking boastfully. The Prophet looked at him, he told him, Ya Ali, this walking that you're walking right now, you know, boastfully, arrogantly, Allah hates this walk except in a moment like this. When Islam has destroyed shirk, Allah wants you to walk like that. <laughs> to show those 10,000 evil enemies on the other side who we are and how Allah gave us victory. So it's because it demoralized the enemy. When they saw Ali ibn Abi Talib walking like that after killing their biggest warrior, that's it. The, the, the battle was, was done, it was over. Now Imam Ali السلام, his head was, was wounded severely. So the Prophet basically put a piece of cloth around it like a band-aid and then the Prophet blew on it instantaneously Allah healed Imam Ali from that wound on his head but then the Prophet said Aina akun idha but the Prophet said oh Ali one day when you'll be struck in the masjid meaning by Ibn Muljam where am I on that day to be there for so the Prophet prophesied about Imam Ali dying as a shaheed by being struck on his head. Now those other four, remember they were five warriors who jumped, those other four when they saw Amr, their leader like that, they threw their spears and like chickens they went back to the other side. They're like, no, no chance for us. If Ali so quickly he killed Amr like that, we have no chance. So Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib السلام, recites these lines of poetry after the victory. He states, I struck him with my sword on his head. With such a powerful strike that it just destroyed him. This is Ali, the owner of that powerful sword. And it's not just dunya. 
on the day of judgment I'll have a special status at the Hawb. Rasulillahi alama. I am the brother of the Prophet who has the sign. وَقَالَ إِذْ عَمَّمَنِي, الع... إذ عمّمني الْعَمَامَ عَمَّمَنِي عَمَامَ أَنْتَ الَّذِي بَعْدِي لَهُ الْإِمَامَ There's one other interesting thing. When the Prophet was mobilizing the companions to go and fight, he asked them to go and fight. He told them, I promise, not only will you go to Jannah if you die, but if you live after me, you'll be the Imam. So Imam Ali, in these lines of poetry, he says, when the Prophet gave me his turban, he told me that you will be the Imam after me. See, all these were indications that Imam Ali was the Imam because the Prophet told the companions, Allah will choose you as the Imam after me. Who's willing to go? None of them went, except Ali ibn Abi Talib Now, Amr ibn Abdud had a very expensive, fancy body armor, such that the Arabs considered it to be the most expensive armor in Arabia. When Imam Ali came back to the tents, Umar ibn al-Khattab greeted him. He told him, Ali, why didn't you loot it? Because you know the rules of engagement at that time is that when enemies come to fight you, you can loot their goods. It's spoils of war. It's, it's legitimate. So Umar, look at what Umar thinks about, by the way. I mean, look, look at his vision here. I'm not going to say more than that. The first thing he says to Imam Ali, why didn't you take off his armor. Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib states, when I struck him, that was the only thing covering his body and I was ashamed to leave him unclothed. In another narration, Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib further explains, he says, when I was sitting on his chest and I was about to kill him, I'm told me, Ali, I have one request. I told him, sure, what's your request? He says, don't strip me. Because that was for Amr the worst of humiliation. Hit the big warrior, at least let me lie on the ground with my armor on. The Imam says, huh? this is, who, do you know who you're talking to? This is Ali ibn Abi You think I care about these things? So the Imam refused to strip him from his clothes. But la ilaha illallah, we see what this Ummah did to Imam Hussein in Karbala. So my dear brothers and sisters, truly Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib السلام, saved that day. Just imagine the 10,000 from there, the Bani Quraidha and their treason. And the Muslims are shaken. Most of them even abandoned the Prophet Only, you know, some of them remained. And then for Imam Ali السلام, to go like a warrior and defend the religion of Islam is the biggest testament that Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib is the best representative of Rasulullah and the rightful leader who has sacrificed the most for this religion. So next, inshallah, we'll see what the Prophet said. The Prophet gave Imam Ali a medal of honor after this. Inshallah, we'll examine the deeper meanings of that in which the Prophet said after this, The strike of Ali on the day of Khandaq is better than the worship of the humans and jinn from the day of Adam until the day of judgment. How many good deeds has humanity offered in the path of Allah? This one strike of Ali has more value in Allah's eyes than all of that combined. 
And then we see ignorance like Ibn Taymiyyah rejecting this hadith for very silly reasons. We'll examine that in our next class.